Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. The Holy Ghost is constantly covering you by the blood, and He's also birthing things into you by His breath. He is birthing things in you by his breath. This is why, this is why, this is why as a new covenant believer, the Holy Spirit cannot convict a new covenant believer of sin because that would be the Holy Ghost going against himself. How can I convict you of sin when I just covered you with blood where you cannot see sin? How can the Holy Ghost convict a new covenant believer of sin? That's why in John chapter 16, it says he convicts the unbeliever of sin. Why? Because they are in their sin. But the new covenant believer can sin, but is never in sin. He is always in Christ. Say this, I'm not in sin. I'm in Christ. Christ. (laughs) Does that mean you cannot sin? No, God does not take your right to be stupid away from you. That would violate the very nature of God. He allows you to be as dumb as you want to be. But thank God for our advocate. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the blood. That even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And shed his blood for us. Now listen to me. Whenever the spirit of God comes, he breathes life. And in that case, in this case of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is the one who breathed the blood of Jesus into that seed that was planted into her. Now you see how it's the Holy Ghost that breathes the blood? <laughs> listen to me carefully. If there seems to be any areas in your life that are dead, any areas of your life that you seem is weak, something in your life that is a weakness you're struggling with, allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life into you. You don't have to try to do this by your own strength because it's not by might, it's not by your power. It's by the the spirit of God, the breath of God that you will move mountains. It's the breath of God that will help you overcome that thing you're trying to get over. It's not from your own strength. It's not your own ability. It's not by your willpower. It's not by your influence or your connections. It's by the spirit of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Are you learning something? Take a breath. Someone came and told me the other day, yeah, you're too fast. Okay, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to slow down. This is why you got to get the teaching so you can play it back on your car. So Jesus comes to the earth. Can I take a detour for a second? Okay, this I am disclaiming right now is my theory. I will prove it from the word of God, but it's my theory. Okay. Jesus was never called the son of God until he came to the earth. That term was never given to him. The Bible says in the beginning was the father, the word, and the spirit. John chapter 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. I always wondered why did Jesus pick up a term as son of God? It almost made him, that almost made it look like he was an equal too, just because of that term. We know they are equal, amen? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are one. I believe Jesus took on the term son of God 
so he could become man just like us and make sons of men like you and me sons of God. To as many as have received him, to them gave you the power to get the same name he has. Son of God. Is that creeping you out? The word became the son of man to make the sons of man sons of God. Go home. That was for free. Well, my pastor said that his name wasn't son of God. That Jesus was not. I did not say that. I did not say that. I said his title. We don't see his title as son of God. We see Jesus up here many times in the old covenant. But the title was never son of God. You can see the word son of man. Capital S. But that was a messianic title. Messianic implying the title only affects us. It doesn't affect who he is in heaven. So he didn't need to be the son of man or the son of God up there. He just had to be the word. This is, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Because Jesus took on the form of man, became the son of God, Now and forever in the Trinity, there sits a man. And here's the beautiful thing. We are included in him. (laughs) You know, God did not make you into some low life worm. I'm going to say something that's going to mess with you. God made man in the God class. Go read your book of Genesis. In our likeness and in our image. You were not made some useless being. The, the, the psalmist, he can't grasp it. He says, who is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than? No, it's not angels. Look at the real word. The real word is you've made him a little lower than Elohim. God made us as much as himself as he possibly could. That's how much he values you. And you walk around talking of yourself like you're dirty, you're filthy, you're worm, you're ugly. How dare you? How dare you speak of his creation like that? Acts chapter 2 verse 28 says these, that we are purchased by the blood of God. Some translation says by his own blood. Some people to not understand and explain it away says by Christ's blood. But the word Christ is not in that verse. It says you were purchased by God's blood. Man was made in the likeness and image of God. Let that stretch your imagination. Man, Adam, looked just like God in the likeness of Jesus. Hmm. Human blood keeps humans alive. But God's blood in us is what keeps us as sons of God. Now I want to talk about the blood that Jesus shed. Starting from Gethsemane. Because that's where the blood began. I know many people have taught on this. But I think it's important for me to run over it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some things from the book. From one of my heroes called Derek Prince. I'll teach you the seven ways in which Jesus shed his blood. But I want you to show you something that nobody has pointed out before. Jesus' blood shed from the garden 
to the cross. Say it again. Jesus' blood spilled. When that moment he was in Gethsemane and he was in that stress, the duress, the agony of the sin of all mankind on a pure God who knew no sin. Your guilt, your shame, your sickness, your poverty, your pain on a holy God who knew no sin. In that garden in Gethsemane, he feels the weight of sin and depression and anxiety upon him and his pores start to burst out with blood flowing all over him. The blood started to flow from the garden all the way to the cross. From the garden to the cross. That is symbolic of another garden. Where Jesus came down one day when man had just sinned and he kills an animal and takes its skin and applies that skin still dripping with blood on the body of Adam to cover him from the sin, guilt and shame. That was only a type of. But Jesus had to come once and forever and pay for sins from the garden all the way to the cross. Every sin was paid for, not only for the future, but from the garden where sin began to the cross where sin ended. You can sin on the other side of the cross, but you can never be in sin. The only place where sin is, is where the law is. Where law is, sin abounds. And where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. He paid with his blood dripping from the garden all the way to the cross I don't know if someone's getting revelation from that one representing from Adam till the cross his blood spilled his blood was on the streets his blood was on the on the on the places he was scourged his blood was everywhere he was paying for it all over real quickly if you're taking notes and I'm telling you I've taken this from Derek Prince Sanders would you put that up if it's working the seven the seven places or the seven ways Jesus shed his blood. Number one, by sweat drops of blood in Gethsemane, which was for our emotions. Number two, he was struck in his face with fists and rods and they pulled out his beard. He bled again. Number two, for our honor. You ever been put to shame before? You ever been humiliated before? Jesus paid for it already. You ever struggle with emotions? Where you can't control your emotions and you're like, God, I'm trying my best, but I can't seem to control it. And then doctors put you on pills to balance out your emotions. I want you to know the sweat drops of blood that broke through his capillaries and flowed was shed so your emotions can be healed. His blood was shed so your emotions can be healed. He was struck in the face. He was humiliated. His beard pulled out. He was embarrassed. So you could live in honor. The Bible says then they took this whip. And they scourged his back. Leaving stripes all over him. 39 times. Why? To fulfill the law. 39. 40 minus 1. And those bones made with thorns and iron and rustic things went into his flesh and ripped his skin out. Until the only thing exposed was his bones. The book of Isaiah says you couldn't even recognize him. He was so despised. He didn't even look human. The Bible says he looked like a beast. 
Now imagine a bare back with no skin on. Forget the skin being ripped apart. Forget the blood shedding everywhere. Imagine a bare skin with only bones. And now they put a cross that is heavy, that is smashing against his bones. And he did that just for you. Number four, they take a crown of thorns. Not that cute thing you see in your your drama plays once a year. They take a thorn of thorns and the thorns were longer than my finger. And they would push it in until that thorn went all the way in and pierced his very, watch this, brain. That was for your mind. For the healing of your mind. He pushed it into you. They pushed it in. You know, at any point, Jesus could have said, Gabriel, take them all out. I'm done. And he didn't stop. He kept going on. Because I love you. And I want you to know something. The only reason he didn't stop is because your face kept flashing in his head. I got to redeem her from, my, from their sin. I got to redeem him from their sin. I can't quit yet. If I quit yet, there'll be things left over. I got to go through it all until I can say mission accomplished. It is finished. I'm not going to quit yet. The crown of thorns was pierced into his head. And then they took nails as they put him on that cross and rammed those nails into his hands until it burst through and came to the other side, going into the wood that held his hand up there. His nails were pierced for our labor, for our work. So today you can apply the blood of Jesus on everything you put your hands to. Because blood flowed from his hands for what you put your hands to. You have an undeserved advantage because you have the blood of Jesus. And then the nails were pierced into his very feet, smashing through those very bones. Touch those bones on your feet, quickly. Touch those bones on your feet until they pierced these nails, sharp nails, rustic nails through, crushing through the cartilage in his feet until it came through to the other side and went into that wood and they smashed his nails so he wouldn't move. Every breath he panted for had to go pressed into those nails in his feet and it was pain going up and pain going down. His nails were pierced for your walk. Today you can walk holy. Today you can walk holy because he paid for your walk. And seventhly, my favorite one. They pierced him in his side. And burst out coming water and blood. Water and blood burst out. When does water first break and then blood follow right after? During birthing. His side was pierced so the church could be birthed. How do I know this? Because that's exactly what God did to Adam. God put him to sleep. Sleep and death are always interchangeable in the Bible. God puts Adam to sleep, knocks him out, and then from his side. How do you get into the side without piercing it? God pierces his side and takes a rib out. And I bet you water and blood flowed out and out came his wife his bride in the same way the second adam was pierced in his side and gushed out his bride today his church hallelujah 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 this blood was shed for you and me this blood was shed for you and me i'm going to stop today i got so much more to teach If you are grateful for that blood, would you stand up on your feet and worship him now? Don't get cute on me in this church. You get it? 
If he was not ashamed to die naked for you, if he was not ashamed to shed every drop of blood for you, then don't get cute on me in church today. Don't let your shyness stand in the way of you being grateful to this Jesus for dying for you on the cross. Would you lift your voices in this house tonight and worship him, please? Would you worship him, please? All over this place. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, the blood, oh, the blood. Oh, the blood, oh, the blood, oh, the blood, oh, the blood, oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood, oh, the blood. My Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. Took away the sins of the world. Today, whatever you are needing healing from, you can receive it right now in Jesus' name. Is it for your emotions? He shed his blood for your emotions. Is it where you put to shame? Were you dishonored? His blood was shed for your honor. Are you sick in your body today? His back was stripped. His back was torn and by his stripes you are healed. That day Jesus healed every sickness imaginable. Known to man and unknown to man. And you are already healed tonight. You don't have to carry that sickness in your body. That pain is illegal in your body. That other thing that doesn't belong. Anything that is not of God, it's illegal in your body. I am decreeing healing over you right now because of the power of the blood of Jesus. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus. How can you take this blood in vain? How can you treat this blood disrespectfully? It is precious. It is precious. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. For the healing of your mind. Every fear being cast out. For the healing of your work. The labor of your hands. And for your walk. You can receive that blood right now. What do you need today? What do you want from him today? See yourself covered by blood. Ushers, would you please pass them out? Hold that cup in your hand. And this time, don't take any elements or type of. Know what you're holding in his hands. By faith. By faith is the very body. And the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood It washes white as snow. Jesus said, he who eats of my body and drinks my blood has life. Every time you partake of this, you are by faith declaring I have life. Just like you have to pray every day, you partake of this every day and declare I have life. I have life. This pastor is not insecure about you having communion in your own house with your own family. You need to create an altar where you do this on a regular basis, if not every day. I've known story after story of people being healed when they know what they are eating and know what they're drinking, their bodies are healed. I even remember the story of Dodie Osteen of how she had cancer and the doctors had given up on her and the Lord spoke to her and said, have communion every day and you will be healed. I have seen the power of the blood of Jesus heal my body. 
plenty times. And I want you to walk in that health and wholeness. Never allow sickness to be God's will. It is never God's will to make you sick. Amen. It is never God's will to put depression on you, to put fear on you. I want you to hold that bread up in your hand, hold that cup up. And I want you to know that as you drink it, everything that is of not of God is flushed out of you as the life of God flows through you in Jesus' name. This is your body. And your body was broken. So mine could be put together by your stripes. I am healed. This is your blood. This is your blood. And your blood was shed for me. For my sins. For my redemption. For my covering. For my taken away sins. I am covered by your blood. Today I drink this blood, knowing it is your blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of your flesh is in your blood. And I partake with gratitude, knowing that God made me righteous. I am righteous. Therefore sickness, you have to leave. Depression, you have to leave. Fear, you have to leave, not by might, not by my power, but by the breath of God that releases blood over me. I partake with gratitude and receive my healing, receive my deliverance right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Be healed as you partake in Jesus' name. All of you watching on Periscope, partake with us. Be healed in Jesus' name. If you have an area that just needs the blood covering, if you need an area you're struggling with sickness in your body, something in your marriage, something in your finances, would you quickly come and stand at this altar and kneel down all over this place, all over, quickly, come quickly, don't waste my time today. If you need, if you just need to surrender and need the blood of Jesus over something in your life, I don't care if you're here for the first time, come join your family. Come on, come closer all the way to the front. Just kneel down all over this place. And let the blood of Jesus apply it. I apply the blood to my job. I apply the blood to my marriage. I apply the blood to my future. Come on. Just spread out all over this place. All over this place. Come on. Just, just come here. Let the blood, let the revelation of the blood overtake you today. Let the revelation of the blood overtake you today. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come on. Spread out all over this place. Come on. Move inside, please. Inside, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Go to the insides, would you, quickly. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, come, 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 the blood of Jesus, come quickly, the blood of Jesus, come quickly, come on in honey, you're fine, yeah, anywhere, come on, thank you Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, let him clean your conscience, do you know it is possible to live a guilt-free conscience, this blood purifies the mind from all guilt and shame, because of this blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. I release the blood of Jesus over every one of you right now. 
Now open your mouth and release the blood. Is it an area of weakness in your life? Is it an area of sin? Plead the blood over that area right now. Is it your children that are lost? Plead the blood over them right now. Let them come to the Lord. Is it your marriage? Plead the blood. Priscilla and me do this every morning. We plead the blood over our children. Plead the blood over your children. Come on. Plead the blood over your dreams. Plead the blood over your business in the name of Jesus. Plead the blood over your walk. Plead the blood over your talk. Plead the blood over your family. Mandal mantole messi kele mandaya. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. I love this. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.